Hey guys, Jackson here. Uh, today I'm joined by good friend, edit boy extraordinaire, Jared Russell. Do you want to introduce yourself, Jared? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm Jared. I've edited Thomas House, which Jackson directed. Yeah, there you go. And um, he's dragged me into this, so we're going to get nerdy today. Yeah, so I was at Jared's house, we were doing some Thomas House stuff today. And um, I figured uh, Jared's kind of a sound boy extraordinaire. He knows all things sound. So I figured why not get him in front of the microphone. Jared's kind of tends to be a bit of an intro introverted person, but I did say let's just record something and have a chat because I think he's an interesting guy with some interesting things and to say. And he didn't take no for an answer. And so I didn't take are. no. He said no, but I was yeah. like, no, you're just going <laughs> to you're gonna bitch out, so let's just do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so maybe, Jared, uh, maybe we could discuss how we met and um, how we got to know each other and become friends. And uh, Well, yeah, sure. I, the first memory I have of you okay, is you go. sitting on a couch. I think you talked about it in the first podcast. It was you sitting on a couch <laughs> yeah. at uni sure. with some people in a script writing class we were doing, which was uh, TV. Okay, yeah. And you were complaining about your group in a production unit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah, you were just... Um, I was having a bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Charismatic Jackson, just... Um, okay. we were We were all waiting to get in. Sorry, the microphone's sinking. I'm just going to catch this. Um, we were all waiting to get into class, and you were just entertaining the crowd, as you do. So. Entertaining the entertaining crowd. Entertaining the crowd. I think we need to pause for a second. We'll yeah, we're going to pause for a second because... Yeah, it wouldn't be a, a Yosuke podcast without some kind of audio issue. Um, but yeah, so J that's how Jared and I met. We met um, maybe my second year into university. Hmm. We had some classes together. Uh, it's funny when you're at university doing an arts degree, there's a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of people that you meet. And I'd say 5% of the people you meet at in, art, in an arts uh, degree at university. you want to continue to work Yeah, with. there's 5%... Maybe a bit more than that. ...of real people that know their shit and are legit. The other 95% are just people that just want to get by. and um, People that have, that have gone into uni because they... Coasting. Not coasting, just because, I don't know, like... I feel like a lot of the younger people that were there yeah. were there because basically their parents wanted them to go to uni. Yeah, because uh, so they're doing something and they, they had to pick something. An arts degree wasn't your first choice, was it? Wasn't mine, no. No. Oh, yeah, okay, so I should probably introduce this. Yeah. If we're going to talk about me being a nerd. Yeah, you I, are. I studied engineering for two and a half years. And then basically one day I was studying and uh, looking at whatever thermodynamics equations or mass transfer or something. <laughs> something horrendously boring. And. I just went, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to do these exams and and then do something I enjoy. And so I was planning on originally just doing six months of, of film at ECU because I, I went there because I had some friends from high school that were studying there. and um, I was going to do six months and I just didn't leave. Yeah, and there you go. And that's how you got into it, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was doing a lot of music, which is, I guess, why... I, We've got this microphone that we're recording on now. Sure. And so I didn't want to go and study music because it was... Because that. I could already do music and I was already doing that in my own time. Yeah. And doing something film was just something... And you were passionate, like I enjoyed, you were passionate yeah, about film, yeah. Um, Jared, Jared, I, I've mentioned Jared in past podcasts before. Um, Jared has this level of, like, nerdiness, and I've told him before, it's like, a, it's like almost like an obsession towards 
all things. He just he knows perfectionist. Is he's a perfectionist. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He's a perfectionist. Yeah. And um, Jared gets really up on me whenever I'm too casual about things, which I have a good we finished, habit of doing. We finished Thomas House two weeks ago, but I finished Thomas House this morning. Yeah, Jared's <laughs> Jared's been doing like you know when we screened the film at university, Jared. Adjusted the projector. Oh, he was, yeah, Jared wanted to see the projector and the color balance and the green levels. And it was the, it was very bad. To oh, be fair. Yeah, like, it was. We're all glad that we changed it. But look, it. by anyone else's standards, it would have been like whatever, like acceptable. But Jared was really pissed. Oh, the sound is fucked. Oh, <laughs> no, that was Jeremy. Why is it so Jeremy. green? Was, yeah, this I was is, saying it was too this green. This is fucked. Yeah, this is so green. So we had yeah. to spend another two weeks. Well, Jared spent an extra two weeks. Just final touches, yeah. sound things. He said, Jared said he was embarrassed. For the, of, for the amount of effort that we put into the film, it would be silly to leave a few little errors in there to ruin yeah. it. So yeah. it needs that time yeah. for the attention to detail. Um, I finally knew Jared was uh, like legit about what he knows when I watched his found film, which... Um, it's funny you say that. Jared hates. Yeah, I was... Well, I, um, I was cutting a colour grading showreel in the past few days. And so I had to revisit that film to look at it. And some of the footage was filmed on the wrong colour temperature. Um, so it's all very orange. And I fixed that. And I've, so I've regraded it lately. But, um, the yeah, I don't know. There was, there was things about that film which were really not very good, namely the script. Yeah. But apart from that, I guess I'm pretty happy with it as a, as nah, a student look, production. Jared, Jared, you could do a lot worse. Jared is a very humble person and he will talk down stuff but that film was a really cool looking you can sort of find sci-fi it on YouTube. we can boost these i can plug it yeah you should plug you just it. search for forsaken the um it's not the, called found it's called forsaken the three people that are going to listen to this podcast yeah. could watch um can watch forsaken yeah can YouTube. watch forsaken on it's YouTube. under my name jared russell yeah, spelt G A K R. I might get more than two hundred and fifty views. You on won't. Now. You won't. Uh, it might be another six. No, you'll get three people. Yeah. No, three people will listen to this podcast on one person. Oh well, I'm one of the three people. Yeah, so, so it's actually there you go. Two yeah, so you can watch it twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's okay. But yeah, so maybe we could talk about the challenges that we went into with Thomas House, and maybe what you thought when I first approached you with the script and stuff. Because when I wrote the script, I needed to put together a team for the project and um I kind of knew I wanted you on the project as my editor and my um there was quite a few sort of effects not really uh would we call them we were talking a lot more about VFX at the start but we wound up doing stuff um yeah so rushed on set because we we had to make this we filmed the majority of Thomas House in 46 hours including sleep um yeah so we had maybe 30 hours worth of filming time maybe less because we did also have to eat yeah, so um, we so we had we didn't really have time on set to do proper VFX because you, you need to plan for stuff like that. Yeah, and we just didn't. We we, just we had some ideas. We had some ideas in do. the beginning, and they just ended up not being what we would finally use. So we had these ideas that we would um do sort of distorted faces and and uh sort of uh would you say which could have worked we could have still actually done that like stretching mouths and stuff like that yeah maybe but, but there was no point because we'd um we just made it really dark and spooky and yeah you, could, but you wouldn't have seen i'm it also glad i'm also glad we didn't because i don't know if it would fit the aesthetic of the Probably rest of the no. film yeah I, I'm, I'm glad we didn't do that but there are small things that are uh, people may or may not realize or may or may not notice in the final product that are that you really surprised me with you know, removing of light stands oh, yeah. and handheld shots and 
Um, that was a nightmare, but yeah, yeah we did, we hanging, did a hanging, fair bit of that. hanging bodies, making that sort of stuff. There's, there's eighteen shots. I counted it because I've been working on eighteen that shots. Reel. Yeah, of, eighteen shots of VFX that you can't even tell are there. Yeah, and 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 I think to a normal to to someone educated in film and understanding things that would be quite impressive. But to ever like they'll notice those small things and they'll and they'll well think they'll whatever. notice that there's no light stand because. It doesn't take you out of it. Yeah, that's exactly. kind of the point of a lot of the exactly, effects that exactly. I've done on it. Is that it? Like we took out buildings. There was there was some roofs in the background of one of the early shots in the film. Yeah, and, and the and thing with sound, we, just go, we should take these out because they're yeah. not the point. And the thing with sound and the thing with effects in a film is like they're doing they they're doing a great job when you don't notice them, when you just don't even sound especially. Yeah, or sound yeah. and effects and stuff like that. Effects like we've done. Yeah, yeah. But Sometimes when I when I first approached you with the script, what did you think? What did I think? You're kind of re- I had to read it a few times. Yeah, okay. I always read a script a few times. I reckon the sure. first time I read any script, I think um, that made no sense to me. I don't know if it's because I'm not a very good reader or if it's because That's maybe probably, it didn't make sense, probably, but I swear every yeah. single script I ever get given, it doesn't make sense to me unless I've like started reading a script for a film that I've actually seen, like Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that. Um I could see the themes that you were, like, working on there and it definitely had potential. You changed it a lot after, like, from the first time I read it to the to what we actually made, you you actually did make a fair few changes. There was a few, yeah. there was a few things in there which didn't make sense and Jackson has a habit of, when he writes, <laughs> to just write what's in his head and not, like, format it like a script. So once you kind yeah. of see... I remember when we first met up with Elliot, who who was the director of photography. Yeah. He, he sat down and went, I need to make sense of this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, because, yeah. The way I write is kind of... Um, <laughs> stream of thought? Yeah, stream of thought. Uh, and, I, and I sort of assume that people oh, are going to understand... Oh, it's okay. I assume that uh, people are going to understand what I mean when I'm writing things. Yeah, well, that's why I had to read it three times, and once I'd done that, it yeah, was fine. Yeah, and I think you've come to be aware of what my... That's uh, the thing as well. Like, on set, I was script supervisor. Yeah, that was... That, and and yeah. that was something that... Because I'd read... Like, at that point, I'd probably read it eight times, and so I did actually understand. When people were confused about funny little Jackson-esque writing things... <laughs> Jackson-esque. <laughs> I was like, no, it just means this. It's it's okay. We'll just keep shooting. Yeah, it made... Like, it made sense. Like, I know what oh, I... Oh, it all did make it sense. Makes it was sense. all there. Yeah. It was just... It's just... I, it's, it, but, <laughs> but, you know, a credit to me, sometimes those things are really hard to translate to script, to words. Some, some, some sometimes, things, yeah. Yeah, sometimes without understanding those small sorts of things, it, it well, can be so kind of hard <clears throat> to put into words. Traditional script screenplay problems are where you write something that you can't show on the screen. Like, she's scared. Like that was like you would that wasn't necessarily in there, but yeah. But like, um, attention increases even. It, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing that it was in there because we knew what we were doing because yeah. of your script, and that's the point. Mm. So you can knock it for well, I can knock it for yeah. not being a technical perfect script, but and, and it's still it's still achieved. And you know what? And you know what? You're one of the few people that I will accept criticism from because I appreciate you. Knowing your shit. Well, that's what we were saying last night when we were talking about the new film that you're still working on. Yeah, so... And Jackson said to me, you're going to slaughter it. And I said, "Yeah, you know I will. But the and, thing is, I slaughter and, it because I don't care if I'm wrong. Yeah. And, I'd rather have you confident in the decisions that you yeah. made as a screenwriter and, it's, and, and, and for the story. And it's funny um, working on Thomas House with all the people I got to work with 
as a director and as a writer, I made me appreciate uh, creative collaboration more because I found myself uh, th- ideas that I had would get filtered through all these other people that are really smart in whatever field they work in and the product would come out better. I think that's like in my experience directing found and everything else I've done at uni, like collaboration like that where you have as a director a vague idea of how something's going to work yeah and and more of a feeling and uh and what it needs to achieve sure letting people that know their shit Mm. achieve that for you yeah means you're less like spread out you're not spread thin okay Uh, well you know what i mean yeah it's um you were able to delegate properly delegation yeah such a great creative delegation yeah. yeah i it means i could focus specifically on directing and sort of um creative just like uh, overseeing, yeah. like overseeing things as a creative director and then allowing the people that are good at what they do be good at what they do. Like I didn't have to edit anything, did I? Yeah. Whereas like in past projects, I had to edit things. Yeah. Um, okay. What I want to ask you, Jared, is if there's any writers out there, how would, let, let's me and you discuss yeah. how to write a script, like how to take a story Okay, and, this will be interesting is, because we, would take, interesting. we probably take a very different approach. Uh, so you yeah. might be surprised. Well, actually, because I think because I think everyone's going to have their own sort of way, and okay. I and I don't think yeah, yeah. I don't think there's one right way. A lot of people, uh, I get the impression that a lot of writers, especially ones that aren't very experienced, not that I am, but I think that oh, a neither, lot of writers of us do are experts. Yeah, this thing where they just sit, especially for a short film, mm. they just sit down and write it. They just gave it. They have an idea, like one funny idea, and they just go. This is it. This is a this is a cool script idea, and they just write the thing, mm. and that never works. Uh, I just I just think I think you're right. I think there can't always just be one funny idea, but I'm the opposite end. I'm, I'm on think, the opposite end of that spectrum, though. I have an idea, and I go, "This could be a great film. How can I get a good theme? How can I kind of make this film something that I that I want to make and could? Because it's not like a, a short film seems like not very much effort." Like six minutes or six to twelve minutes of film is kind of. But that's so long. It's, well, People it's, it's, underestimate how long. That's that what is. I mean. It's like there's there's months of work, and if you if you're going to commit to writing an idea and then actually filming it, you've got to write for a budget, and you've got to you've actually got to make the thing and spend so long. This is yeah. the thing I experienced with Found. Yeah. It was kind of a fun experiment to do a sci-fi idea in a in a script, but when I got to actually producing it, it just. It just became my life for six months and then even another four months after that until yeah. I really finished the edit. But what? then this is my problem that I try and put so much effort into developing the idea that I'll never actually get around to writing it until it's perfect. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think there's rules for writing, for writing scripts, but mm-hmm. with every single one of those rules, you can also break them. Yeah. That's what I think. Because when, when you say, oh, you can't just have one idea and this, that be the whole script... Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But you also can in some scripts if you do it well. Um, I think it really is open. And I think some people underestimate how difficult it is to write. And I also think some people overestimate how difficult it is to write. Because when I first started as a filmmaker, I was like, well, I'd want to be a director. But the idea of writing anything, it was just terrifying. I had done... Come across a bit. I had done a lot of writing in high school. Yeah. Um, for English and whatever sort of classes. But the idea of writing anything for a script, this seemed overwhelming. But 
you don't have to be um, JK Rowling to write a script. You know, if you have a good idea and you are a descriptive sort of I mean, you're better, off, you're better off writing something than nothing at all. Yeah, and I and think not doing it. And I think and I think it's really it's open to, to learning yeah. and it's not as difficult as some people think. But I also think there's some people that think it's really easy and they just write crap and they're not ready yeah. for people to be critical of their work. And if you're gonna be a writer, you have to be ready for criticism and you have to be ready for people to be critical of your work. And what you'll find is when you allow that freedom, and it really is a freedom when you're ready for criticism and you're ready for people to be critical, it is freeing because you're open to more things and you just produce better work and better content. Let's go back to the question you asked. What is our actual writing process? So okay, what so what's your... Oh, you want to yeah, know Yeah, go to you first. My yeah. process probably is I get an, I, I get an idea mm-hmm. and, and I see it as a film first. So with this new script, I won't, we won't give away what I'm writing, but I first had this idea and, and I got this inspiration from other films by watching other projects and thinking, wow, that was really done well. And then I might take one aspect from that film and further develop it in my own sort of way. So I start to think about that. And then I start to think about, okay, here's where I want to start. Here's what I want to end. So you're choosing a... Just to clarify that, you're choosing a beginning and an end for your story. Um, no, or- not an not an end, but I'm just what uh when I say an end, I mean how I want the audience yep. to sort of what yeah, cool. what I want the audience so to what get you want from your the film theme to be. Yeah, which so, I reckon is a lot, so, of, a lot of films and amateur writers lack this, and this yeah. is the reason I haven't written anything in a while is because I'm trying to nail this idea of communicating the thing. Yeah, and, and without what, being too on the nose. And it. and what I and what I've said to Jared before is um. I'm sick of films that are trying to tell audiences what to feel and what to think. Whereas I'm trying to give audiences, um, I'm, tr- I don't want, I don't want a film to tell me that I'm a bad person or like, Oh yeah, this is a political statement. Blah, 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 blah. I just want to be entertained You'd also and I want to feel things. You want to feel things and it can make a political statement if it, oh, if definitely. it makes you come to that political conclusion definitely, yourself. Definitely, definitely. That's much more powerful but than telling you that this that are, is bad. But there's a lot of shit out there on the moment and that's on too on the nose and I don't think people have realised that that's, that work is failing. It, it's not... It's not gra- grabbing people the same way Hollywood projects, big time Hollywood projects are, are entertaining people. Um, so like to put it into context sort of thing to better describe what I'm saying with this new project that uh, I'm trying to write, I told Jared, I want it to be charming and I want it mm-hmm. to give people an insight into how a particular type of person thinks. Is that making sense to you? Yep. Yeah. So when we were writing Thomas House, I said to Jared... You want it to almost be like an experience. Exactly. I want it to sort of... And I want it... And and charming is the right word for that. I want it to sort of be like, oh, yeah, that is what that person's like. And I want people to sort of think about things. But I'm not trying to bash people over the head with weird sort of themes and, oh, yeah, this and that. With the Thomas House project, as I was writing it, I told everyone, I'm writing this to be a horror film that sticks by horror film, by genre specific traits. Tropes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and also is sort of an experimental film for all of us. So Thomas house was less about the script and more about the finished product. And that might sound kind of confusing, but it was, it was kind of a goal to make a technical film. Yeah. 
yeah, so in my proposal setting out, I set some goals. The goals were to work specifically in an Australian horror genre. So to some people that may not make uh, that may not make sense, but there's a lot of specific horror tropes in the horror genre. Um, I wanted to work as a director on like a larger scale, which I think we, we achieved. Did, yeah. yeah. Well, we had to look at the credits on the crew. Yeah, like this twenty is, plus people. There's so many people. Yeah, and then I wanted to. I wanted to. What was the last one? I can't remember, but it will come to me later. It's clearly, the important point. This last one. Yeah, no, I can't remember at all. I think we get the idea. But yeah, it was just, it's just like I I write from the beginning of how I want the final product to make people feel. And then I write, I write off of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just my process. And then I write a script and it's really boring in the beginning, but I just want to get the bones down, like the skeleton. And then I go back in and I flesh it out a little more. And that might be just myself or I bounce it off other people and, um, by the by, the end of it, it's a more developed and uh, polished final product. How about you? Yeah, so lately I've been writing more short films that never see the light of day, and that's okay. And, and well, the reason for that is is because I'm working on particular things. So the last few that I've been doing, I've been, I guess, just working on writing skills purely because I. I mean, I've got lots of ideas for, for bigger films that I want to write, but I don't feel like I'm ready to write them because of what I was saying. There's there's certain elements of each one of them that where I have a hunch that it's not right yet, and I don't want to write it because it won't be good. And I find that once I've got something written down, it's I find it really hard to change my mind. Like I don't like writing a whole film and deleting half of it. I'm more likely to just can the entire idea and and do something else and just move on. Yeah. So, and that, that's what I've done on these past few shorts. Like I've written these ideas. I've given them to some people, they've read them and they've liked them. They said, when, when are you making them? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just not going to make that. I've moved on. I'm, I'm done with that idea. Yeah. But I guess as an actual process, I I kind of, I come at it from a point of view with, especially short films, audience experience. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, what do I want from the audience in this? I just want to make an engaging film with a bit of tension, say one of them. Yes, just like engagement. That's the, en- that's engaging, the key like word. An engaging, engaging little short film. Um, and then I will maybe think plot points. I'm very, very picky when it comes to logical plot holes. You are painfully and annoyingly picky. Which is why it takes me so long. So I come up with an idea and generally I'll sit on it. I'll make notes and I'll write things down and so I can come back to them. <laughs> but It makes me laugh because I'll just write, oh, I'll be like, yeah, I've got this idea for some kids. And you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, it's a two-minute little idea and you're just like oh yeah but that doesn't make sense i'm like no one cares like yeah in talking about your film i realized something about an idea that i've had for probably two years now yeah and i think i'm almost ready to write it i've just got to think of the actual plot beats yeah um and so that's what i mean i'll sit on them for ages until i'm uh, until i think it's ready if the idea is good enough that if sorry if the idea is good enough that i should wait because it's like i might not come across an idea this good every now and then i want to hold on to it um Whereas the, the films I have been writing, they're just kind of passable. Yeah. Passable. You know, oh, they, well, everyone, just, everyone makes those and that's fine. You know, yeah, it yeah. takes your time to get to a I'm level at a, where I'm at a point where I've written 30 plus little short films. Yeah. And I don't like feel like there's any point in me writing them if I'm not going to get something out of it. Because I could, I could yeah. sit down right now before the end of this podcast 
write a five-page short film and it'll be a piece of shit. And it should be. Well, it like, should be. If you can write yeah. something that's really good, first try in five, yeah, well, then I would be, then you yeah. deserve an award of some kind. Yeah. Um, but like on a technical level, I can write now. I can, I oh, can yeah. sit down on a computer and sure. I, can, I can get what I want across by writing sure. fine. It's just yeah. a matter of the idea. And it, so often the, the problem with short films every single time and feature films a lot of the time is the script lets them down. Yeah. Do you like writing dialogue? I do like writing dialogue. Do you like what sort of genre do you but like writing in? I like writing in westerns. Yeah, you really like westerns, eh? Cowboys purely, and stuff. Yeah, purely because I am saturated with sci-fi. Yeah. And, you know, there's it just is, so much sci-fi out there. Yeah. Westerns have like this kind of romantic, not not like romances in love, but romantic kind of... Yeah. Oh, what's the term? What's the word? Aesthetic. Yeah, there's that sort but of kind aesthetic. of like just because it's old and it's like I don't know. It's there's a, something about them. It's a simpler time. They yeah. They tell simpler stories. I'm also interested in it because on a low budget filmmaker kind of <laughs> yeah. sense, it's very achievable. You to, know what? To, like living in Australia. You know what it's I think? very achievable to oh. drive out an hour and a half and yeah. find a wide landscape, give a guy a costume worth three hundred bucks, as in put like a big yeah. leather duster on him. Yeah. Or oil skin thing and then give him a cowboy hat. And a prop gun, and you've got a western film. Yeah, there you go. You know, like it's they're, they're achievable, which is why I've been writing westerns. You got me back into Westworld, and yeah, I, how and good I is Westworld season two? See, have you finished it? No, I haven't finished it. Yeah. Don't spoil it for I me finished, or everyone else. I finished Westworld season two, and Westworld Westworld's a really interesting blend of sci-fi that's, that's kind of, and yeah. um, a western. Hey, yeah. because even season two, how it's really out of the hot, out of the the whole Western sort of narrative they have going yeah. in season one, it still has, if you know, if you know your genres, it still has Western stuff going on. There's still yeah. the black hat and the white hat. But what we start to do is we start to uh, break out of those traditional uh, roles. Yeah. Westfield season two is um, where I'm up to. It's confused. It's slow to get off the start. It's confused about what it is. I was a little disappointed with the ending, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. But that's well, I, I, can, I think I can see it coming. And I think I know what it is already. I'm not going to talk about it's it. It's fine. Yeah. But I was just like... I don't think it's going to be as mind-blowing as season one. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I guess. And what was I saying? Scripts, ideas, that's what lets them down. You said genre. Yeah. What genre do you like writing in? Uh, I like comedy. I had a great idea for a horror film. I'm not going to talk about it. but Yeah, not on the podcast. Yeah, but I did have a good idea for it, like a horror thriller. Actually, that's another thing I do like. Not necessarily just Western, but, but thrillers and... Um, convoluted thrillers where say like um you know yeah convoluted Con- i like i just love convoluted films like something like big like, con- like big conspiracies lock or? stock and two smoking barrels is convoluted versus pulp fiction not so convoluted is con- pulp fiction's just like structural are you, call- are you calling pulp fiction a thriller no no, no i'm not i'm not talking about oh. thrillers anymore i'm just oh, talking okay. about convoluted films what genre is pulp fiction pulp fiction it's meaningless. Yeah, what is it? It's kind of no, a... No, it's kind no. of fiction's a, practically a genre. It's kind of a comedy art film. It's it's kind yeah. of... It's, it's, it's a com- I'd say it's a comedy. Yeah, if you had to... If you had it, to no, it's a comedy like... It's just um, like an action comedy. I don't know. I, th- I, I love that film. I think it's um overhyped. Yeah. It's overhyped, but... It's not bad. It is it's It is one of my, my favourites. Oh, do you have... It's not even my favourite. Are not, we... Not even my favourite Tarantino film. Are we... Are we doing Do this? I dare ask you your top five no. favourite films? That's oh, a... yeah. Well, look, I'm quite happy to say that I love Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. 
Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 is great. I love well, I'm that I'm talking film. about the first one, but the, I can watch what, it over Isn't and the over Black again. Pearl the second one? No, that's the first one. What's the second one? The second one is Dead Man's Chest. Dead, I, no, that was number three, wasn't it? No, that's that's At World's End. <laughs> at World's End, all right. Yeah, you know. fucking nerd. Yeah, um, which I said at the start. One of my favourite films of all time is Transformers 1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is like my, my guilty pleasure Hollywood film. But that's good. But it's, it's like, good. Except, know. except. You know what? what? Pirates Watching of the Caribbean is a convoluted film. People keep changing teams halfway, like halfway through Jack Sparrow's on one side and then five minutes later. Spoilers. He's, well. <laughs> for like a. 13 year old film. 13 year old film, yeah. Um, you know, he, he keeps changing teams and when you can't see five minutes into the future in a film, that's my favorite thing. Sure. And that's basically what I'm trying to do with everything. On a short film, I'm trying yeah. to make it like on a page by page basis. I turn the film around. <laughs> I don't think that has to be a guilty pleasure. No, you it's know? not. But it's I, like I think people know, are if you too compare it to the list of other films, you know, just taking it for what it is. I probably like, put the good, the bad, and the ugly at number two, which is the complete sure. polar opposite of that film. Sure, again, yeah. a convoluted film. Teams yeah. keep changing. Yeah, lots of complicated subplots. And I, I, I don't think I have. Um, have like, you seen it? Uh, no, you should. I haven't seen that. I don't know. Uh, westerns, especially the old sort of classic westerns, the Sergio Leone. They always feel really slow. It is. It's a slow and film. And they're hard for me the to good, get The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is a slow film. I'm a child of. Have you seen Seven Samurai? Uh, if you've got four no. hours of your life to lose and want to see some classic filmmaking that is some... undoubtedly good but painfully slow, see, watch the um, see, three the, hour and 47 the problem minute with cut me, the of problem, Seven Samurai on Netflix. The problem with me. Is that I'm a child of the f- the first movies I remember watching as a younger kid, as a as like a little boy, mm. that got me into interested in films and sort of just all the Pixar films acting. Now nah, mine was uh, the first Spider Man film back oh, yeah. in like 2000, and yeah. also like the first X Men film, which um, I can still watch today and call them very good. I haven't seen the X Men films in too long. Uh, Spider Man two is one of the best films ever. That film is so good. And and that film's considered really good by even like high-end film aficionados. That film's really good. Such as, as a, yourself? Yes. I am a high-end film high aficionado. End. Um, that's an Italian word, I think. Um, that film's great. And, uh, the, and, and the problem with those films is that they're exciting, they get you going, there's lots of drama in them as well as action, and they're just exciting in every scene, and every scene has something going for you. So the problem is, when I go back mm. and I watch these old films, oh, what's that one? Yeah, it's well, the modern best... Hollywood films are like for an attention span of two minutes. Yeah, in a, world of, in a world of Vines and Instagram videos, yeah. everyone's attention and, sna- and Snapchatters and stuff, um, we have shorter attention spans and we have to... We have to move ahead and constantly changing. Those films, at least, they still tell a story, but they're also entertaining. Yeah. Like, I can watch, I can watch, like, like I have said. Have you seen The Godfather? Yeah, I've seen The Godfather. The Godfather is a great example of an old film that's slow paced, but, but yeah. at the end, at the end, they always, they, I find the old ones when they're slow, they normally work up to something and they, they're working up to, they're, they're really building, unlike something, like, say, A24, a ghost story. Last year, yeah, slow film. Haven't seen. wasn't that. wasn't bad, but it was it was slow, and it gets to the end, and it never really built to some huge moment. But The Godfather does. Have you seen and Heredi- so does The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Have you seen Hereditary? No, I saw it. It was so boring. Yeah, it was so weak. Um, it was. Was it just jump scares? No, barely any jump scares. It was just kind of lame. I should I should know this because I did listen to the last podcast, but I you? 
I was busy working on Thomas House at that point, so I wasn't really paying attention. You know what old film I think keeps you entertained in every scene? Yeah. Um, The Shining. I struggled with The Shining. No, 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 no. That film, you're wrong. That film (laughs) has entertainment in every single scene. There was like, you know, you're either, there's either suspense or there's some drama. Sometimes it's just too weird. And maybe I need to see it more than once. I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird by modern contemporary, like, horror standards. There's there's lamer stuff today. Oh sure. And, um, yeah. Okay. And um, I'll agree with that. I think it was. Re- I think it's really good. I think it's that's in my top five. Yeah. So is super bad. That's one of my favorite comedies ever. I'm on two. I haven't gotten up to number three yet. I don't know what. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Something I, like I, the Dark Knight. I really like as a, as a feature film script. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about the, Dark the film Knight. itself. is is very well made. Um, but the script it, it's the way it does the same thing as old films in terms of, like, it brings everything to a perfect thematic climax. Sure. Yeah, no. that film's... I could go it's on great. about that all day. It's yeah. not like I don't love it for... for the characters coming in For the characters out. or the actors or anything like that. It's just the script and the screenplay is just really well-structured. Um, this is a thing that another... That, that new writers do, and short film writers. They, they make their feature idea in a short film. Yeah, that's a massive problem that I have with a lot of people. That's the thing where... where oh, it sucks, man. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is that you just end up with a really diluted and shitty uh, Shallow, film. yeah. Yeah, it's really... It's just shallow. You when, never get... Yeah, and things just don't make sense or they're not given proper context. And Yeah, this is another thing. Like when I'm trying sucks, to work on man. short films now, it, I used to do this and I'm trying now just to nail a perfect short film. Where you don't have You don't scale. have to be... Yeah. You don't have to be really really committed to the characters you know maybe it'd be nice to empathize with them but if it's a if it's a short film about a murderer it'll, it'll and it's got some interesting value then i think it'll still be watchable because when you're talking yeah. about having someone watch something for six minutes if you've made the film right it's not going to feel like six minutes it's going to feel like a bit less yeah and you know yeah and that and that was to, a massive to, danger with thomas house it was you know what i mean it was a, and we definitely walked a fine line between giving a fuck about the character as um, in a short film context because it almost feels like when you watch it it almost feels like a feature do you know what I mean like it feels like there's a feature idea there yeah that's what I'm saying it's like you could have made that same film as a feature with just more things happening it feels like a feature at the end which without giving away too much yeah the end becomes very compressed yeah yeah, exactly. And it feels like a feature yeah. almost. It really does wrap up. It, the idea is feature level. Like, um, what but I... But then again, the problem with the problem that short films that have feature film ideas, Thomas House included a little bit, sure. is that a feature film idea is actually very complicated. Oh, you, it should be, like yeah. Lots of, lots of filmmakers in our... Like, I swear in the past three weeks, four weeks, I've had two or three people talk to me about making a feature i don't know why yeah, yeah. And suppose you could fund it and yeah. you could make it there's okay the thing i've said to every single one of them is that i don't know why you do that at oh, age man. 22 to 25 because there's no like every single project i said this to you every single project we do we learn stuff on mm. and by the time you've finished that next project the the one two steps behind you hate now like found for yeah. me, I just can't stand it. But yeah, that's with me with past projects as exactly. well. Exactly, and you learn so much so quickly at this point that 
Why would, why would you make a feature film? Yeah, I and, think and people... you're making this simple 80 minute film, and there's nothing. There's, there's no reason to watch it apart from it's a feature film. Yeah, without, if that's the reason that you should watch a film, yeah, then just forget without it. Without appropriate funding behind stuff, I don't think people should be making stuff um, like features. Yeah, unless you have the money to make a feature and the experience. And Yeah, I, I don't have any um, aspirations um, of making a feature anytime soon until I've got another couple of shorts. Yeah. under my belt that I'm really happy with and shorts that are, are people have been critical of and um, eventually you're going to have to bite the bullet and, and do that because people's directors you know, first films are, are yeah. never amazing yeah, no. compared to where they get to but yeah but um, yeah. I think one of the things I forgot to I was sort of thinking of earlier and I didn't is like engagement so talking about engagement mm. I think um, some filmmakers are too interested in telling in like informing us and uh, in dialogue no yeah. not in dialogue well, like in dialogue, this 100%. film that comes to mind is one that we were watching at the screening and I don't know who made it I'm really sorry but I'm just going to kind of be a bit critical and who am I you know take take you don't have to take my opinion like who the fuck am I but this film where this girl got her period and like you know and and what it came across to me was like and I there's nothing wrong with periods right there's nothing wrong with women getting their period, but this girl gets her period and she looks down at her her pants and she look and it's very obvious she's got no period, and then they have to reiterate the fact that she gets her period by the character putting her hands and she's just walking down the street. She puts her hands down her pants, you know, obviously is touching her period, then pulls her hand up and it's covered in blood, and then she's like ew, and then rubs it on the wall, and then continues on her walk. And, and, and... See, I'd say that's almost a successful film. No, no, in, no, in no. Being, in being edgy. <laughs> Don't undermine me here. No, I, here's, I what, am. here's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to be edgy, but listen... Is Frequency online? Frequency is not online. Okay. Um, she, what she, listen, yeah. uh, Frequency is a film that Jackson made. Okay, <laughs> yeah, a but... A few years, I won't go into it. Let me finish my go point on, here, okay. right? What she's... <sighs> I'm assuming... I shouldn't assume anything... Um, this the filmmaker whoever wrote this whoever decided that this was a good idea what they're trying to tell us is that oh in 2018 we shouldn't be grossed out by periods I think anyone that's grossed out by a period by women having their period is either a teen like a high like a high school student yeah Yeah, like someone that's immature and um, and yeah like it's just a silly thing what I'm grossed out by is blood like rubbing your blood on the wall is gross. You know, if I see some, like, that's, it's more of a health thing. What I'm saying is like, yeah. Do you sure. see what I'm saying? Like, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, but the I, way the, but the amount that that film has triggered you has kind of proven that they're a bit of a successful filmmaker in that sense. Cause that's exactly what they were trying to do. Do you know the film I'm talking about? I know the that film, was not was successful. There. That sucked really bad. Oh, the film itself wasn't that great. Yeah. They, they had a, they no, but she's they're smacking us over the head with this like the, fi- the film periods aren't fell gross down for other things. Periods aren't gross. No, I don't think that's what it was trying. That's to say. what it was trying to say. It was I like, don't it was. oh, look at this. Periods, periods aren't gross. I if don't you, reckon. If I you reckon... think periods are gross, you're a sexist pig. It's like fuck off. Like, give me a break, man. Like, it's like me. It's like me taking a shit and then being like, it'd be really poos interesting aren't to talk gross. To whoever. <laughs> poos aren't gross. Like, okay, here's my opinion. Right, here's just my own sort of idea about humanity. I think right now we're too embarrassed of, of the human body. 
where everyone's concerned about what they're eating and they're embarrassed by their bodies when that's kind of really sad isn't it is that right now is that just like the human condition no 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 no. because like when we were cavemen because i have this whole thing this whole sort of idea about jackson getting in touch with the with your caveman instincts and being all about your caveman or cavewoman you know (laughs) be gender neutral your cave person instincts i think that that's really healthy to be uh, as natural as you can be. And and I don't I talk the talk, but do I walk the walk? I don't know. I still drink Diet Coke and, and I still, kombucha. And com- I love kombucha, but that's I don't know. That's probably closer and more natural than other things. But what I'm saying is um, we shouldn't be ashamed of our natural sort of bodies. And it's really obvious. We're embarrassed of how we go to the toilet. We're embarrassed of our sexual desires. We're embarrassed of our hormones. We're embarrassed of our bodies. Now I think to be fair that it's it's fine to make an edgy film for edgy film's sake because that's what Frequency was. Yeah, Frequency oh, yeah. was a comedy, oh, but it man. was an edgy film. Frequency was me trying to. Maybe you should sum. Maybe you okay. should so, give a logline. Oh for man, but really quickly. Can can I give you why I wrote that and why I'm embarrassed oh, yeah, of it do, now? You can do that first. before I log. Yeah, so I was seeing a lot of boring films being made, and I just wanted to make something that's funny, something edgy, and like. And, and I think, and I don't think I wrote it thinking I'm going to write something edgy. I think I wrote something trying to be like, oh, let's write something that's kind of a little different and has like a little more creative, not creative, but just like something that people haven't done before. So basically Frequency was a film about a character who was dealing with mental, uh, with his depression because his brother had killed himself six months earlier. And he was a bit of a loser character and he had this and some people sort of led him down the wrong path and he ended up in this sort of weird community where he fell into like sexual addiction and he was roped in with some other like strange characters that he met along the way and 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 i think some of the scenes in it are actually really funny oh yeah it's a funny um like this but it's an edgy film (laughs) oh yeah it's very edgy (laughs) but but also by hollywood standards it's an ma film yeah it's not, it's like, it's edgy for short, for student short films. Yeah. But like, it's a film you would, it's, I don't think it's that edgy. There are lots of films with sex. But like, it's probably similar edginess. To uh, what? I'm sick of using the word edgy. It yeah. sounds like the 50. I don't, I don't think edgy is the right word for it. No. But it's a little more risque yeah. than like other short films. But I, it, but I also think if that film is considered edgy, then it makes me kind of sad. Cause um I don't I I think it's more human than a lot of other films, it's it's more real than a lot of other films. Yeah, I've seen it once. Yeah, but you know For what I'm sure. saying though, yeah. like well, a lot of other films made it like a, at a university, you know. It's like it sucked, but it was funny at least and i and it, it was, was meant to be time. a comedy and yeah. and sitting in the screening for frequency i remember sitting there and like i had laugh. i had my hands over my mouth and i was like gritting my teeth because i was like are people going to laugh and then when there's a scene where a man is sleeping with this woman and then and then you hear a cough and we pull the camera pulls out pulls out that's a good pun um the camera pulls out and the woman's husband's sitting right there drinking a oh, beer yeah, this, like, and he's like and he's like oh no i insist please fuck my wife and when that happened and the character is like oh yeah sure no problem and when that happened the, like, yeah, great. the whole crowd yeah. like burst into laughter and they and they were kind of um hanging on every joke yeah and people laughed and like I'm not. I'm not even joking. It like I, there was almost tears in my eyes, like when people were laughing that hard because 
okay, I got it. I, because that's what I want. I wanted to make a comedy, and that's what I set out to make. And and so looking, frequency was a short film idea. That was actually something you really nailed with that film. No, I didn't nail anything. No, you film. did. That was, was, it, was, it was an idea that was only a short film. It wasn't a feature of film idea compressed. It yeah. wasn't like a super short four-minute short film. It was just a 16-minute <laughs> No, film. it ended up being like over 19 minutes. Yeah, well, but it probably should have been eight. It's because I edited it. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Like, we didn't have a team on that project. Like Thomas House might have been 12 minutes. Over 13? And, no, it was 12. Okay. Plus the, lots of credits. Sure. Thanks to you. Well, we have a big team. <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, um, wound up being 11 minutes and we, uh, what was I saying? To many people going into it that I'll keep Jackson under control. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> After frequency. I have big ideas, you know what I mean? I yeah. have big ideas and if I don't have people like Montana or Jared or um, strict people to sort of control me, I, uh, I lose the plot. And I think it is important to have um, those, uh, if I'm the... Uh, if I if you have uh, like you have your good cop and bad cop, no, that's not a good way to put it. You have the straight guy and then you have the funny guy. Oh no, that's not a good way to put it. Um, you know when you've got you know when you got the help me. I have no idea. <laughs> you know in a comedy, I can't do any. You know how I'm you, just letting you dig this. Like up. no no no. When you've got a f- in a comedy, things are only funny when you've got a straight guy. And, like, and the straight guy is not a sexuality term. It's like you have the normal person. That's yeah. not not yeah. the that yeah. so when you're kind have of a, in the position of the audience. In the, no, yeah, exactly. When we're talking about you going off the plot, we, we you just mean I just you need someone, someone who's like down to earth. Yeah, I need someone that's yeah. I need someone that can stay down to earth <laughs> for me, and to stay in the sort of more boss role, yeah. and 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 because I've got all the creative juices in the world, but um, I need people to be like that's a shit idea or that's not going to work, and then I can go oh yeah, okay. or you can actively ignore them, but then you know you want it. Um, yeah. And so, and I, and, and there's plenty of times where you're like, that's not going to work. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Fuck off. (laughs) This is fine. Or like when I write, you know, this thing that I'm writing now, Jared's like, but what are we saying? What does it mean? And I'm like, not everything has to mean something, man. Like it doesn't, it's, it it can just be about the engagement. Um, we're not, you know, we don't have to educate people on every fucking thing we make. We can just make something that's creative and interesting. And I, and I think this project we're writing now has a really good opportunity to be creative and charming because this whole You know thing, what? You're I've not going to be able to help make it mean something anyway. That's the, that's the trick, that your audience is going to find a meaning and eventually after hassling you about it for long enough, you kept telling me that it doesn't mean anything. But it does it's and m- it will. It's more and of a point of view. Yeah. But that's going to mean something sure. anyway. Okay, that'll inherently mean, mean something. Yeah, the meaning can and, be... And we're talking about a four-minute film here, so there's only so much yeah. There's only so much you want to achieve because if you're going too far, you're getting too on the nose and then you're making... Um, I'm putting quotations on this now because I'm sick of using it, but edgy films by accident. Edgy. And then you... And, and people will criticise you. Edgy so. films are like... There's this film we watched at the screening for Thomas House. There was this other film, and it was like, I'm just ripping people, but I don't yeah, care. Yeah, hopefully no one listens don't, to this. I don't care. Hey, man, if you don't know that your film is bad, then yeah, you are an idiot, and I'm doing you a favor. Because I think if you can't see the issue... If you, yeah, I mean, we know what's wrong with Thomas House. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. We're and if you advertise them because we're still going to try and get it into festivals. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't see the problem with your own stuff, then you're an idiot. Um, and I'm doing you a favor, but what I'm saying is, um, 
edgy films that is films that are trying to be something that they're just not. Um, just work, work that, work on things that you can work on. Um, maybe we'll wrap it up. Yeah, probably. Um, Forty-eight minutes. But hey, this is you're the first guest on the Yasuke podcast. How yeah. how did it feel? It was good. It was fun. Yeah. What do you What do you think about working with me, Jared? Well, it's very easy to do a podcast with you because if I want a break from talking, I can just ask you a question and let him go for five minutes. Okay. This has been like 30% Jared, my, 70% Jackson. I'm, that's fine. Fuck that's, my life. <laughs> I'm trying my best here, man. It's, I, I'm sorry. Do you guys like listening to my voice? Because I love listening to my voice. This one's going to be the best sounding Yasuke podcast yet. Yeah, look, Jared is an expert in all things audio. He's teaching me some stuff. I'm really enjoying making this podcast. Even though no one's listening to it, I really enjoy. So well, we listen to it, and that's what matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. I'm not, not going to listen to this one. No, you're not. But mm. it's going to sound great. So, um, I've really enjoyed having Jared on, guys. I'd love to have. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, it's actually, and a bit of pr- fun after getting dragged into it. Yeah, I've um, drunk this. I've drunk way too much water. I'm uh, ready for the. Jared drunk half a glass of water. To, to way too much water. And the whole bottle before we started. Wow, look at that. Yeah. You're going to pee really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really enjoyed having Jared on the podcast, guys. If you think you know someone that's interesting and might have... Uh, I reckon we got to get the director of that film that, you, uh, that you're triggered by. Oh, the- boy. I don't know that'd how be, we'd that'd even be find an that out. interesting chat. Yeah, yeah but know. I'd love to have Jared on the podcast more regularly. I think he's... He's someone I spend a lot of time with working on things and it'd probably just be natural to have Maybe him on. Maybe you should get some writing questions and we can hack some answers. Yeah. So we, if can, you... we can talk about writer's problems and from our inexperienced point of view. Sure, sure. Because yeah. we're experts on the topic. Yeah, we know everything. So, so we'll have some... Uh, some so send in some questions uh, at the Yusuke email address. I'll include that wherever because in uh, I can't remember. Probably. Yeah, I can't remember that off the top of my head. Um, Jared, did you have anything you wanted to plug? No. No? No, no socials? I've already, I've, I've already... No. Jared's an anti-social media I've, type of person. I've got an Instagram. There's no photos on There's it. You can follow it. it. It's uh, jared.russell. <laughs> yeah, follow his empty Instagram. Yeah, um, follow it because it would be funny to follow an Instagram. You know where to find... No one on yeah, you know where to find me at, at Jackson Christopher Healy. Uh, yusuke.collective or yusuke.creative. I should know that by now. Um, yeah, I really appreciate... Ugh. I really I'll see you next time. I really appreciate you listening <laughs> and uh yeah, bye bye.